Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. In Mark chapter 4, we went over two messages on the parables, the parable of the soul. And let's pick it up in verse 2 of chapter 4, Mark. And he was teaching them many things in parables and saying to them and teaching them. Now, we went over what a parable was. A parable is a comparison. That's what a parable is, a comparison. And what, what Jesus is doing is laying a spiritual truth <clears throat> or a, mir- a moral truth beside a natural example. That's what he's doing. You go ahead and put it on. My. And it's very important for us to realize that, that um, a spiritual truth lay beside a natural example, he said that he was doing that because he wanted the disciples to know those things, um, and, and the others he didn't. You want me to get rid of this? Okay. And so, whoopee. So, <laughs> so that's why he was teaching them in parables. He didn't want other people to know, but he said, to you is being given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. That's in verse 11. So let's review what he said in verse 14. He said that in Mark chapter 4, verse 14, he said, the soul sows the word. So we know that the seed is the word of God. That's the first thing. Part two was, these are the ones who are sown by the road. He said that in verse uh, 4 of Mark, Mark chapter 4, verse 4, and he was sowing some seed fell by the road, and the birds came and ate, ate it up. And, and when he was interpreting that, he said that, in verse 15 of Mark chapter 4, these are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown. The road is a hard place. And when they had heard, immediately Satan, Satan was the birds, comes and takes away the word which was sown in them. And in them, in another version, of course, um, Matthew or Luke, it'll tell you, it's talking about the heart. The heart was the main thing we were talking about. Let's go to Matthew 15, 15. Because in this heart, we said that it's the most important thing. In reviewing, I'm going to a different verse that I, that, than I went to when I was teaching, but it's still talking about the heart. It's very important that we understand that the heart flows the issues of life. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. You must protect the heart at all costs. The heart, the heart, the heart. Listen what it says. They were asking, the Pharisees were asking, well, why, why don't your disciples wash their hands before they eat? And he was basically telling them that anything that comes in the mouth, that doesn't defile you. Anything that comes out of the mouth, it does. So Peter said to him, explain the parable to us. Verse 16 of Matthew chapter 15, verse 16. It says, are you still lacking in understanding also? Verse 17, 
Do you not understand that everything that goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? Verse 18. But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. And those defile a man. The heart, all the way through the Bible, all the way, and we'll end on that too, uh, of scripture on on the heart. The heart, I want to impress upon you, is the most important thing we must protect. The heart. It's all about how, how is your heart? Is your heart soft, pliable? Is it ready for the word of God? Is it ready for the seed? Or is your heart hardened in areas? Then it says, but the things that proceed out of the mouth, those are the things that defile you. What are some of those things in verse 19? For out of the heart, out of the heart, not the mouth, out of the heart, come evil thoughts. So any evil thought that I have, any murders, any adulterers, any fornications, any thefts, any false witnesses, any slanders, anything that's like that is going to come from my heart. It's going to come from your heart. So the heart is very important to Jesus. He said, these things are, are the things which defile a man, but to eat unwashed hands, those don't defile you. Let's go back to Mark. So the heart is most important. If you don't, if you don't remember that, you're, going not, you're really not going to know how to interpret any parable, really. He says here in verse 16, in, the same, in a similar way, these are the ones on whom the seed was sown on rocky places. Now, we, we know that if you hear the word of God, we say that if you hear the word of God, if you understand it, that comes from Matthew 13, 19. We're not going to go to it. If you don't have understanding, you immediately are going to lose the word of God. You are not going to be able to walk the word of God out. If you don't understand it. So I must teach in a way that there is understanding. You must hear in a way that you have understanding. Because if you don't understand it, the birds come, which is Satan, comes and he steals the word. So I could be teaching today, you could be listening to a message on your iPod, you could be listening to a videotape, you can be doing whatever you want to do, and you hear the word of God, and if you don't understand it, you can forget it. You will not walk in it. Satan knows that. So he tries to divert your attention a lot of times by different things. What a person is wearing, what a person not wearing. How, they, how, how do they talk? How do they not talk? Do, do they talk like their country? Do they talk like they're uh, from south? Do they talk like they're from the north? Yeah. I think I talk probably like uh, Egyptians talk. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. So he can divert you, and you won't, if you don't understand the message, you're not going to walk in it. You're not going to walk in it. So that was, a, that was a first step. Then the second step, of course, was uh, what we read. Then the third step, let's go over the third step. What about this rocky soil? What about the rocky soil? The rocky soil is a, is a place where a seed is sown. It has it has. Good soil, but it's rocky. So what happens is that it doesn't have root deep. It doesn't have deep roots. So what happens is it'll spring up quickly, 
But as soon as the sun comes out, it'll scorch it and it'll wither away. It'll bear no fruit, in other words. He's trying to tell us, and I, I explained that when we were uh, teaching on this, that you wonder why there are people who confess Christianity, they have no fruit. It's because of the parable. In other words, that a person can receive the word and they can understand it and still not walk in it. Listen to what it it said. I'm going to read the whole verse 16. Let's look at it on, on the screen there. In a similar way, these are the ones on whom the seed was sown on rocky places, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. Now, if I receive something with joy, I'm excited about it. They have passed from lack of understanding. They understand the word. They understand what was taught. They understand what Jesus was saying. You understand the message on the videotape. You understand it when, it, when, when, the, when, the, when the evangelist is talking. You understand it. But now, you receive it with joy, but as soon as things happen, it withers away. What are some of those things? Let's look at it. Verse 17. And they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then, when affliction, that's trouble. That's trouble. Anybody ever had trouble? That's trouble. Persecution. Somebody is, is pressuring you. They, 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 they just, people have done that, I'm sure, to most of us. They seem like they have something against us, and they want to just pursue us, always trying to find something on us to, to get us to, to fall in some kind of way. But persecution comes. It arises because of the word. Immediately, they fall away. That fall away is like a scandal on. It's like a, it's like a trap. It's like stumbling. That's what it's like. You stumble and you fall. If the seed is sown and you don't understand it, you can't do it. If it's sown on rocky ground, if your heart has hard parts to it, a lot of hard parts to it, the word will spring up, but it's going to wither away as soon as persecution, as soon as trouble comes. After that word, you are not going to be able to walk in it. It's going to become unproductive, unfruitful. Now, that's, 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 that's the way it is. So somebody actually could hear the gospel, could receive it with joy, and you think they are saved, but they're not. Because as soon as trouble comes, they fall away. Because their heart wasn't ready to receive the full word and get rooted in deep, deep soil. She said, whoa, that, that, that doesn't compute because it says that if anybody called upon the Lord, they would be saved. If I, I'm only reading the scripture to you. And the scripture is true. You have to go from Genesis to Revelation and put things together. 
Just because you say, Lord, Lord, it doesn't mean you're going to enter into the kingdom. We don't have to turn to that verse, do we? People who say, Lord, Lord, you know, I've cast out demons in your name. I've done this in your name. I've done that in your name. What did he say? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Why would he say that if you're doing all, if you're casting out demons, you're doing all this stuff in his name? Why would he say that? Obviously, you know, they, they made some professional something. You, you have to know, you, you've been around people say they are Christians and they don't have fruit one. I mean, years and years and years, no fruit, none. It's just a tree, no fruit. Why, why is it? See, because sometimes we have to, God's trying to give us understanding. You need to stick with a person. When, when they make a professional faith, stick with them. Disciple them. Be with them. You don't, you don't, have a, you don't birth a baby and then leave them, just leave them on, on the table, do you? Leave them in the bassinet and say, well, they're, they're, they're comfortable. I'll come back in about uh, 15 years, you know. <laughs> They'll be dead, won't they? You have to disciple. That's, that's, that's what Jesus taught. Go out and make disciples of all nations. That's what he said. And sometimes all we want to do is, is if we can get somebody to confess Jesus Christ, we, we're happy. Well, that's the start of it. But it's not the total totality of it. And also we said, just because we're Christians in here, most of us, don't say Oh, this has nothing to do with me because I told you uh, three weeks ago, it has everything to do with us because our heart can be hard in some areas. And we don't want to hear the word. We won't hear the word. We just refuse to hear the word. You remember we said it could be on unforgiveness because somebody did something to you. Somebody did you wrong. And, I mean, it's atrocious the things that have happened to a lot of people Growing up. A lot of people growing up. Atrocious things. You don't, you don't even want to talk about some of the things that's happened to people. And they have a, you think, well, they have a right to be bitter. Well, God says, I've forgiven you, so you need to forgive others. If you don't forgive, I'm not going to forgive you. But some people don't want to hear that word on forgiveness up to their parents or whoever wronged them. They don't want to hear that. So they won't receive it. We said also last week, it can be that way uh, when we, well, you remember we talked so much about uh, how God is good. We talked about the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, and we had uh, the uh, Baron Joanne teach a, a message on the God that you didn't know, which was about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Elder Sanders bringing forth uh, messages on the, on, on the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And some people are, are closed, you said that last week, like three weeks ago, closed to the idea about the Holy Spirit. They said, oh, no, 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 don't, I would, t- no, 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 no. He can teach me no manifestations, period. Well, your heart is hard too. On that subject, do you hear what I'm saying? We said also, uh, we talked about giving, because God said in Luke 12, 34, don't go to it. He said that, <laughs> he said that, he said, why are you tell me that? Uh, you know, see where you obey. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he said that <laughs> where your treasure is, for where your treasure is, there your heart is also. That's what he said. 
So he said, I know, I, oh, oh, I'm going to show you how to measure your heart. You remember that? We talked about that. And so, I, uh, John, that was great what you said over, over the offering, because that's what I was doing this morning. I said, God, I don't, I'm not giving uh, today because uh, you said I will receive abundantly. I'm giving because you have already given me abundantly my salvation, my soul. You are good. I want to give because you are good. That's all. If I got nothing else but the salvation of my soul, that's all I need. That was good, John. So he wants us to know where your treasures are, where your heart is also. And so I don't want us to be, I said three weeks ago, I don't want you to be like the, like, like, uh, the rich young ruler. What did he do? He went away sad. I don't want to be like most church people, not in the cornerstone, but like my, most church people, when you talk about money, they get mad. I don't want you to be sad. I don't want you to be mad. I want you to be glad when you hear the word of God. That's what I want you to be. Now, let me give you a, a visualization of the point number three, which is how you can have soil, something can grow, and it won't last. My, my brother gave me a Corvair. It was his Corvair. I don't know whether you're probably not old enough to know what a Corvair is. It has an engine in back, and... There was a Chevrolet Corvette. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Oh, you know, I got some old ones in here. All right. <laughs> and <laughs> what happened was, <laughs> I noticed you didn't raise your hand. <laughs> what happened was that uh, the, the car leaked, so I had moisture in the floorboard all the time. Had kids because I taught. Uh, junior high school and everything, and I had kids in and out, in and out of the car all the time. Dirt, so it was dirty. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't believe in vacuuming my car out. But anyway, <laughs> one day, honestly, I mean, this is true. Now I wouldn't stand up here. Well, I would. I'll tell you if it was, if I was, if I, I, I said, oh, I was just kidding. I'll tell you that. Okay, I'm not kidding. This is true. This is true. A flower grew up in the floorboard. <laughs> on the passenger side. I mean, I said, this is a miracle. <laughs> I've never in my life seen a flower grow in the floorboard of somebody's car. But it did. It did. And I said, my goodness gracious, I'm going to see how long it's going to last. Maybe it's going to grow and get... By that afternoon, it was dead, withered, folded over. Why? No roots. The sun hit it and it withered away. I mean, that is an example of what it said when the word is sown on rocky ground. You have soil, you got a little moisture, but it's not enough to give life, continuous life, to that plant. So it's going to wither away. And the scripture says it will become unfruitful. And I looked up unfruitful just in case. I didn't know what it was. Unfruitful is, come on, help me. No fruit. (laughs) Come on. Unfruitful is no fruit. So let me ask you. If a person hears the word, 
They don't, don't understand it. What happens? No fruit, right? Can't bear fruit if you don't understand it because it says that Satan's going to come and eat it, right? He's going to come along, the birds are going to come and eat it, so Satan's going to take it. No fruit, period. That's part one. Part two was that if you hear the word and you receive with joy and it has no root in it because it's on rocky ground, you have stones in, in, in your heart, in those hard places in your heart, and persecution comes, affliction comes, what happens to it? No fruit. No fruit. So what happens if this person that we're witnessing to hear the word and really don't understand about Jesus Christ and don't understand how a person would die for this. How can somebody die for your sins? Because see, people in the foreign countries sometimes, they don't know. You're going to have to be able to break that thing down so they can understand it. In children's church, they are, they are trying to win the kids over to the understanding about Jesus Christ as their Savior, their Lord and Savior. So we're trying to save souls. We're trying to disciple our children over there. Have a program that's out, out of sight. This is nice. So we're trying to break things down for everybody to understand because there's no understanding. They're not going to get saved. But suppose they do. Suppose we say something like I did when I was younger. I went up and joined the church, got baptized and everything, and I'm sure they, they, they led me to the Lord in some kind of way. I just don't remember. And what happened to me? Was I saved? Was I not saved? For 30-some from the time I was that age, I remember I've been 10, 11, something like that. From the time I was that age until I gave my life to the Lord in this church, no fruit, none. I was just as carnal as an ear of corn. That's how I was. Really. Now, people say I was nice with some people. Lord, Lord Fox said I was me. So, <laughs> but some people say I was nice. Yeah. Some people need it. That was nice. Um, until I got, until I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life, I couldn't help but be carnal. Even though I was a nice carnal, you, you're still a carnal. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you're just carnal. So was I saved? Was I not saved? I gave my life to Christ when I understood that I was not saved because I'm listening to the word that's being preached and everything. And they were talking about heaven and talking about hell and talking about how hot it was and, and <laughs> um, how, you know, rich man and Lazarus, and then the rich man wanted to come over, Lazarus come over and touch his tongue, man, with some water. And I said, oh, man, it must be really, really hot. I like it hot, but not that hot. Woo, my line that hot. I said, I'm going to give my life to Christ. I'm not going to take any chance because there's no way in the world I want to go to this place where it's fire and brimstone. So I gave my life to Christ. And I gave him a testimony in, in Live 88, uh, Glass Auditorium, all that kind of stuff. But from that point on, I started having some fruit. And I'm still trying to develop fruit uh, because I want, God wants me to be more fruitful. Is that true? He wants you to be more fruitful. I still have places in my heart that I need to get the stones out. How about you? So I'm trying to get the stones out of places in my heart. Let's go a little bit further. In verse 18, 
It says, and others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. Ooh, among the thorns. Who would sow among thorns? These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches or material possessions, and the desire for other things, in some versions of the lust for other things, irregular desires, enter in, I mean, it comes in. It wasn't in, but it comes in. And it chokes the word. And it becomes unfruitful. No fruit. They, they, they got past understanding. They understood. They understood the word of God. They understood everything that was being said. Even receded with joy. Even roots formed, deep roots formed. But they sowed among thorns and thistles, and the thorns and thistles grew up, and it overpowered. That's what, that's what choke means. It means to overpower. It overpowered the good seed, and it became unfruitful. I said, "Woo, Man! What do you have to do to be saved? Because we're talking about, you remember I said that we're talking about the kingdom of God. Jesus, when he came out of the wilderness being tempted by Satan, he taught, he taught about the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. Receive the, the gospel. The gospel of the kingdom is at hand. You're not going to enter the kingdom of God unfruitful. It's got to bear fruit. The word of salvation has to bear fruit. The word of God on any subject has to bear fruit. And it can't bear fruit if you don't understand. Can't bear fruit if no root is, is down because it's on rocky soil, too many rocks, too many rocks. And it can't bear fruit if you're sown among thorns and thistles and it chokes the word. I said, ooh, that's not good. That's not good. Next one, verse 20. And those are the ones on whom the seed was sown on good soil. Now, the soil, obviously, we're talking about the heart. Is that correct? We're talking about the heart. We're not talking about, you know, the, the black dirt versus uh, the red clay dirt in Lynchburg. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about the heart. How receptive is your heart to the word of God? That's what we're talking about. Good soil doesn't have the rocks in it. Good soil is not going to be sown among thorns and thistles. It's going to have a lot of thorns and thistles. So it's going to tell us we have to weed our garden before we hear the word. It's very important for you uh, before you come to church, and I taught a message on that one time, you need to 
get in the right frame of mind. Because the enemy, that clock is wrong. Uh, you know, it's just, I said, man, God, I got, I got another 25 minutes. But somehow, I think that clock is wrong. What time is it? Huh? 11.34? Okay. All right. That's right. Woo, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good soul. I said, my goodness gracious. You got to weed this thing. So I want to take up the, on my heart, I want to get out the thorns. I want to get out the thistles. Let me give you another visualization. And, and this, is, this is what parable is all about anyway, is taking natural examples and, and laying up beside the spiritual truth. Um, Jesse Castro, you don't mind if I use you as an example, do you? Depends on what, I'm going to use you anyway. So, <laughs> uh, Jesse came over to the house, J- Jesse and Jason Bimdorf, and they came over, and um, they were cutting down some trees for me because I had in this bush that's beside my driveway, was right down there by my steps. It's, there's a, what is this bush olive? It's a, what, they, they have the thorns on it. It had little red things. And, and, and you take the, take the bush off and, and put them uh, for, somebody said, olive? Holly. Okay, that's it, holly. Hey, that's it right there. Holly. I got a holly bush. And it was a, a, a paradise tree. You know what a paradise tree is, right? It's, it's a weed. doesn't mean it's, it'll grow up in a tree. You keep letting it grow. And it grew up, and I mean, this thing just like a tree. And it grew up, and it grew taller than, than, than the bush. So they came and cut it down. Don't you know, Jesse, that I have to weed that thing because it keeps wanting to grow back. I'm not planting anything. I do not plant thorns and thistles in my yard. But if I don't cut my grass, what starts growing? Thorns and thistles, weeds. Little trees, they start growing. If you let it stay long enough, they start growing. And we have to weed it, get it out. Otherwise, it's going to choke what's good. It's going to do it. So, let me turn to, to let me, let me, before, before we go there, let me, let me finish up that verse right there. It says that, they hear the word, this is good ground, and accept it. Re- accept it means receive it, embrace it, they assent to it, they obey it. Now that's different, isn't it? You hear the word, hear, the word hear means that you hear with understanding, you hear with, um, uh, you, you, you kind of comprehend what you're hearing. Okay? So you hear the word, and you, you accept it. Accept it means, you, of course, you, you, you accept to it, and you, you're joyful about it. You receive it, man. You embrace it. And it starts growing up then. Fruit. The only time in this parable that fruit, you can bear fruit, is in good ground with no thorns and thistles. That's the only time. Any other time you're going to end up unfruitful in this parable. And he said, you remember when we talked about that uh, four weeks ago? Why would he 
say, don't you understand this parable? How are you going to understand any parable? Because this parable is a parable that it explains everything as far as salvation is concerned, entering into the kingdom and hearing the word of God, receiving the word of God, bearing fruit. And, it, and he's talking about inner subject. So from Genesis to Revelation, and especially throughout the New Testament, he's dealing with your heart and hearing. That's why he says a lot of times, take heed how you hear. Take heed what you hear. He will have ears here. He, he says it all the time. Because he wants you to understand that this parable is a key to uh, understanding all the parables. So if, how much is it going to bear fruit? Some 30, some 60, some 100, 100 times as much as, as you plant it. That's exciting, but it only comes if you understand it, if you don't have a lot of rocks in it, if you don't have a lot of uh, thorns and thistles that are growing up to choke it. Let's end on a verse in Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 1. Let's go there. In, in this particular, these three verses of Scripture, what happens is that Jeremiah, the prophet to, to Judah, speaking to them, he tells them, because they've been straying, God tells them to say to my people, if you will return, O Israel, declares the Lord, then you should return to me. He said, and if you will put away your detested things from my presence and will not waver, and you will swear as the Lord lives in truth, in justice, and in righteousness, then the nations will bless themselves in him, and in him they will glory. God wants us to um, show justice, righteousness. He wants us to, to serve him and not idols and, and, uh, of this world, the world system, material things, the deceitfulness of, of riches or the deceitfulness of, of um, material things. That was, that's part of choking out the word. He, he, they were doing the same thing. We're just doing it a little bit different. We don't have carved Im- images that are there, uh, but we have a lot of things that we, we put before God. And it says here that he wants us to do that so that the unsaved will glorify him. It's not about us. It's about salvation of souls. God wants souls saved. That's what he wants. And he's saying that if you would do what I, I ask you to do, you will serve me. You're going to be a witness to the world that I am who I said I am. That's great. It's not about them. It's not about us. It's about him. Then it says in verse 3, For thus says the Lord to the men of Judah and to Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground. Now, break up your fallow ground. Break up your fallow ground means plow till your ground. That's what it means. Break means to till, to till to, or to plow your ground. Now, ground here, your fallow ground is different from just any ground. Fallow ground is ground that has been plowed before. But it hasn't been plowed lately. 
In other words, you might not have plowed for a year because of crop rotation. You might not have plowed in this area for maybe two years, three years, whatever it is. Break up the fallow ground means plow, you're already plow at one time ground. That's what that word means, this phrase, break up your fallow ground. He was telling them to do that as a figurative statement or like I say, it could be like a proverb to them because he's laying on spiritual truth by something natural they understood. And break up your fallow ground means that, hey, look, your heart, you're going to have to, you're gonna, your heart was one time plowed, but your heart was one time, it, it was receptive to the word, but now it's not receptive to the word. You're going to you're gonna have to plow it again, that, what was already plowed before. Break up your fallow ground, that's what he's saying. Because if you sow among that, listen to what the next, next, next part of that verse says. And do not sow among, come on, say what that word for me? Thorns. Now, what he's saying is that if you don't break up this fallow ground, even though this, this ground has been plowed before, and let me put it like, even though we are, are Christians, let's say, we have, heart, we have parts of our heart need to be broken up again, Get the rocks out so that the seeds, when it's sown on subjects, it will take root. Don't sow among thorns. If you don't break up the fallow ground, you're going to have thorns because it's already been sown before and it's been laying fallow. It's been laying uh, without nobody messing with it for a year or so. Now, thorns come up, just like in your yard. It'll come up. Right? And if you don't have weed killer, come on. I don't care if it's lawn doctor. I don't care if it's true green. I don't care if it's who it is. You know, you can go to Lowe's and get you something. You better be spraying something to kill those weeds. Because those yellow things going to come up. Those are white things that, that, that I used to take up. And it'll spread all over the thing. I said, oh, that's pretty. And I didn't know I was crazy. I, I was planting more seeds in my yard. You know? Didn't, have, didn't know about it, you know? Didn't know about it. <laughs> God wants us not to sow among thorns. It says, circumcise, your, circumcise yourselves to the Lord. So he's not talking about just a natural circumcision. He said, and remove the foreskins of your, come on, hard men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. That's important. That's important. He wants our heart. I told you it's all over the Bible about our heart. All over the Bible about our heart. It's about the heart. So I'm excited that... Um, that the, the parable has been unfolded to me, and I'm a better person for it now because I can, I can say, okay, God, I understand it. I, you know, I, I was just thinking, oh, this is a nice little parable and all like that. Now I really understand it. So I can now start doing some things about those things. And when I was talking to you uh, about Elder John's message, it was, it was fantastic um, because I found myself... And my, my wife, uh, she, she lets me know uh, that, that I need to cool down. Uh, when, when people do you wrong, you know, you get upset, especially when they're trying to take your money, right? Uh, and and that's, that's what happened. Uh, they, uh, they, when, when the team was up in, in Florida, we called uh, Brandon. I was in the office. Brandon called and was talking to them. Okay, how much? Would it be to rent uh, two vehicles for um, a week? 
And he told us how much it's going to be. And I get the bill. She gives me the receipt. I said, he said five something, seven something each vehicle. What is wrong? It's $200 more. They tacked on $10 for two extra drivers per two, for both vehicles. Uh, roadside assistance, $4.99. But they, they was, and I called them. I said, I said, look. What is your problem? I mean, you, you just, you got me. And, I, and see, I'm supposed to be, this is the church. I'm supposed to be holy, you know what I'm saying? So I said, that is not good. God, help me not to jump to conclusions. See, even, but even though, I mean, the conclusion is right. They're trying to cheat us, right? If, I mean, if you don't read, if you don't read the, the, all this, if you don't, you don't watch that stuff, man, they'll tack on some everything to you. And so, Minerva didn't hear me then, so, oh, you didn't hear me. So, uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but I was talking to uh, the, the man at uh, Depot Grill. Uh, we, we went out there, and uh, we were eating. And I look on, a, on, on, on our bank statement online, and here it is. He charged us twice, once with the tip, once without the tip, one was pending, one was not, but they took out both times out of my account. And I called him, I said, hey, what is your problem? You know? <laughs> and Minerva said, oh, wait. I said, man, I said, this man, you know the man I'm talking about, he doesn't smile much at all, man. He, he's a, and she's trying to tell me about this stuff. And, and I said, look, my bank statement says this right here. And I don't understand why y'all going to take out twice. And he said, well, sir, uh, probably one is pending, meaning that they gonna, one going to drop off. I said, where is it going to drop off? I said, you done deducted from my, my account? I said, why you deducted from my account? Well, that's just the way it works, sir. Um, so, okay. So I called the bank. I think I was following I said, look, man, they done charged me, man. This man, do you believe this man? She said, will you stop that? <laughs> so I know, Elder John, I got... I got Rocks, boulders in my <laughs> my heart that I need to I need to get out of this thing, and and I'm trying to explain to us that we all are that way. We need to be aware of when we are not walking in the spirit and walking in the flesh. I don't care whether it's, it is is justified in our eyes or not, because we are supposed to be Christ-like. What comes out of our mouth determines whether we are defiled or not, and, and evil stuff shouldn't be coming out of our mouth, even though we're not using profanity or any such thing, but it's just the way you talk to people. You see? They were talking to me nice. I know they were getting paid for it, but, but you know, uh, <laughs> but we should be talking nice because of who we represent, shouldn't we? Yeah. How are they going to ever glorify God if, if we jump Weston just like they do, if y'all know what I mean, jump Weston, you know, get in the flesh, you know. Westerns, they ready to shoot you, you know, on, you know, Weston, I like to watch, watch Weston. They'll shoot you, you know. And, and it's amazing how they shoot you. They can shoot real accurate. It's real accurate, real accurate. But, but I need a way we this prayer call. I need to, you know, my prayer patch, patch I need to read this, this garden, this heart. I need to weed it. Brianna, I need to weed this thing. 
And I believe as other people need to weed this thing too. And a lot of times when you're around people, it helps you to see that. See? Not just on Sunday, because we can all smile. We can all do that on Sunday, right? But you live with somebody, you stay with somebody enough, right? (laughs) You're in trouble when you get home, I'm going to tell you right there. (laughs) Deisha does not appreciate that. (laughs) It get on your nerve, right? Come on. And stuff come out that's in there, right? It's in there. God wants you to get it out. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.